This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 640, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. Welcome to my fanboy pick of the week, episode 640. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And we are iFanboy, and every week we read a bunch of comics, and one of us picks their favorite. We call that the pick of the week. We talk about that book as well as other books that we read. We do the patron pick. We maybe do some listener mail. Maybe. Well, it always gets cut for time if, if, that, if time's an issue. It gets bumped like a third-rate celebrity. Right. If you were the stand-up, <laughs> you know, waiting for Letterman, but he went along with... Uh, who would he go along with? I don't know. My first in- instinct was to say Harvey Picar, but I feel like they'd have cut Harvey Picar. <laughs> we'll say like Bill Murray, then you're out of luck. Uh-huh. Jake Johansson. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. I'm impressed. It'll be fun. Here's your spoiler warning. It's a review show. There'll be some spoilers. Exercise some caution. And this week, we had it happen again. The pick of the week and the patron pick were the same. Mm-hmm. So let me just explain really quick before Josh gets into it. Every week at patreon.com slash iFanboy, the patrons, every patron, no matter what level you support the show at, votes to add a book to the rundown. And this week, they chose the same book that Josh did. Yeah, I went with Multiple Man number one from the team of Matt Rosenberg uh, and Andy McDonald. And it's interesting because if you had told me, I don't know, two, three years ago, that Matt Rosenberg would be helming sort of all of these mainstream books. I wouldn't be surprised that they were good, but I just, I don't know that I saw this trajectory for him. Um, and it's a, it's a pleasant surprise. I'm very happy for his success. Well, a, cu- a couple of weeks ago on the show, you said uh, that your, your joy in Marvel is coming at the, the fringes. Oh yeah. For the most part. And I think he's, he's responsible for a lot of those books. You've got yeah. your, uh, your Hawkeye, your Hawkeye uh, Winter Soldier team up. Yep. You've got this. There was another one that we liked, and and he's sort of living in these weird. I don't. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to put him in a box, but he's sort of making his hay right now in this weird side characters, which is great because they're fun to read. Yeah, totally. And and I mean, but one of the other thing was that it, you know, if you read the afterword on this book, uh, he mentions um, the Peter David uh, Jamie Madrox run. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really where I spent most of the time with this character. And that was that was a great run. Um, I really think back on it fondly. It introduced me to a bunch of artists, um, na- notably uh, Ryan Sook and then Dennis Calero, um, who drew Well, for people that. of our age, um, that was a big book. You know, what was it? I feel like it, yeah. Like 15 years ago? More than I didn't that? feel like it was that long ago, but I guess it was. Um, and, you know, it, and this is sort of done in that, style and you know afterwards jamie madrox kicked around for a little while did other stuff and it wasn't ever really the same that was just a really fun take on that character and also it's a really fun character and concept for people who who get a good you know who who get a good handle on it i think um it it basically was that was jamie madrox as, as sort of a private investigator and 
this is, and then they, they, they killed him somewhere along the line. I don't know exactly where, um, but this story picks up with, they thought he was dead, but they find out that there's one dupe who was uh, dupe as in duplicate of Jamie Madrox. Basically, if something makes uh, sufficient contact with, with Jamie Madrox, another of him pops out. Um, Which sounds like a power we wouldn't come up with. It does. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, and the dupes don't stick around. Uh, eventually over time they atrophy and, 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 and disappear. So they can't survive like the main host, but the main host is dead apparently in this. And they're, they've got one dupe and he's absorbed everything that all of the other, uh, dupes had in them. So he's, there's this little bit in here where they, he's just like, so you're a dupe. And he's like, yeah, but so this isn't the real Madrox. I am the real Madrox. Like it, it's just, what does it mean to be man? Right? Well, there's there's flexible thinking involved, which I think is is interesting. And that you know the one character is challenging the notions of others, and we're going around and doing that. Um, and and basically, this is a little bit about trying to like so Beast is on it to try to figure out how they can get this one to stay, so that they will have we will have, we will all have a Madrox. And then on on top of all that, uh, there's a time travel inter- introduced where. Uh, the, this Madrox, uh, steals the, uh, from Bishop, his, whatever, his little time machine thing. And then it gets really wacky. And I love that. I, you know, when handled well, those are some of my favorite stories. Um, and so like, yeah. that was really, really fun. Um, and I liked the characters. We have Guido Strongman back. We've got, this is like some of the, for some reason, like when these characters are in this context, I like these characters a lot, as opposed to the melodrama that happens sort of in the main books this um, is your ex this is your x-men your oh yeah X-Men totally is the, is the weird side characters that are embodied in what were they, were they is it x-factor i guess is that what it was yeah. called yeah um um I, I you can do these kind of strange stories really well with jamie madrox yeah um and you can because surround it's so, with these because other ultimately characters. it's kind of silly yes yeah it's yeah. all silly but this is sillier than normal mm-hmm you know, I always, I can't help but always think of multiplicity whenever I read Jamie Madrox comic. And How do you I not? He's been around a lot longer than that movie was, but it's a seminal Michael Keaton film. You should watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, so, and that's, it's fun to explore the nature of humanity at the same time as you have these wacky versions of them running around. And at the end here, we have some even wackier ones than normal. Um I mean, the only, I mean, the only downside to this series is I have no idea what it is yet. But that's not necessarily a problem. I just, I don't know, you know, yeah. what what we're trying to say yet. But that's fine. We're gonna we're gonna find that out. I think it's, it's gonna a- be a lot of things, and I don't think it's gonna be what I I I I I expect. There's gonna be some turns. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's also the big red herring out there is what about the real Jamie Madrox? Like, yeah. is that gonna show? You know, like if if I'm the writer, I'm holding that card in my back pocket uh, at some point. And then I also I I love Andy McDonald. Um, I used to always find his stuff when I was doing the weekly sketchups for the, for the website. Um, it's just a guy whose, whose style I like a ton and he doesn't do a whole heck of a lot of sequential stuff. Um, I don't know if the production on this completely serves his art. Um, it's not bad. I just feel like it was missing a little bit of what I liked about it. Um, but most of what I like about it is right there. Uh, what was missing? I don't know. I feel like the coloring is is covering up some of the lines. Mm. It's simplifying what some You of got Kirby. A little. But but that that might not, you know. I don't I don't know who this colorist is, Tamara Bon Bonvillain, Bonvian or whatever you pronounce but that. She, he 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 also could have he could have adjusted his style. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, no, there's all sorts of reasons that, that could happen. Um 
Yeah, I think that's normally there's a, it's a bit more sketchy. So this is just finished a, a little more, uh, which is there's nothing wrong with that. I I really like these depictions of the characters. Um, I don't even know what Beast is supposed to look like anymore, so I just sort of take it out as a case by case basis. Um, it, Jamie Madrox looks a little bit young, I'd say, if there was anything, but it kind of fits in with what everything else <laughs> is going on, and some really strange stuff happens, and it's really dynamic and energetic. Um, and uh, it, it was a, it was a fun book, and out of sort of everything that was, it, it was this combination of it made me think of things that I haven't read in comics for a little while, while also feeling inventive at the same time, um, and and a little different from the other stuff I'm reading. I did like the red herring nature of the end sequence because uh, I guess we, we gave a spoiler warning, but I'm not necessarily going to spoil it because I don't think this is probably why they read. But a character jumps through the window and lands you know, ready to fight. And I went, Oh, <laughs> even though I kind of like that character now a little bit, I still kind of roll my eyes, but then the reveal happened. And that made me laugh. So yep. uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it's like, a, there's a license for wackiness here that I appreciate if done in the right tone. For sure. Um, that's what's happening. We will come you, back and do ratings later. Uh, we'll do ratings later. Okay. Ratings. Ratings later. Okay, we'll do that later. Okay. So, Detective Comics 983. This is the first issue written by Brian Edward Hill. He's the new writer on the book with art by Miguel Mendonca. <laughs> Mendonca? Mendonca? I don't know. Mendonca? Uh, they should they should do um, phonetics spellings in, from now on. Just I, to make I always, if I still went to shows, I just I just started asking. Sure. So I just I I I, no, I remember no walking one is, up. No one is offended by that. No, I walked up to Kurt Busick and I was like, "How do I say your name?" And he told me, and, and I was like, "Just thank you." I, now I know forever, and still no are one you, gets it right. Are you Josh or Josh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is Detective Comics. I assume you read this since you put I it on the list. I did. Uh, I really like this. I just wanted you to talk about it. Yeah, I I I. I I tried with the last Detective Comics, and I think that there was something about it um, that fans would dig, but it, well, I was kind of bored by it. Uh, this was a little more of the speed that I, I would want from Detective Comics right now. I liked that we spent some time with Black Lightning. Um, I liked this Batman, and I, I like Brian Edward Hill's writing a lot. I, I, I was going to say I don't know where this guy came from, but I kind of do. He worked on some Top Cow books for a bit. Well, it, it's very polished. Super polished. Yes, you can it tell is. someone who's had a lot of experience. Um, you know, the main story is that Batman is. I guess we haven't been paying attention, so this is all we're all learning this in real time. But I think right. that what what I'm learning from the house ads is that the other all the Justice League members are forming their own teams, which seems like a terrible idea. Yes. Uh, so Batman's team, he's forming. He the first person he goes for is Black Lightning. So in this issue, it's it's a it's a Black Lightning Batman story at the moment and uh there's a villain who and this is not necessarily a new idea i think i've read this a couple of times but that's fine that's something that's what most comics are right there's a villain going around attacking batman's sidekicks because they make him weak which is not necessarily wrong um at least right now there's just too many Mm -hmm. so that's really the main thrust while batman is 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 trying to recruit black lighting to his his covert justice league team there's a villain who attacks the signal uh, in, in the beginning and uh, then there's some there's some dealings with social media and there's a lot more of that here than you've ever really dealt with in a Batman story. People taking his photo and live streaming his crime fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the main takeaway, though, is more Bruce Wayne in turtlenecks while he's wearing a suit. 
That's a good point. That is that is pretty sweet. Um, you know, and I like there's a little injection of uh, economic reality when he was talking to Black Lightning, you know, and being a teacher and what that means. And, and I, you know, I like some of those. It, it's at times some of that heavy handed stuff can work pretty well. Um, it's just it's just a good it's just a good detective comics issue, really. Um, yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, look, I mean, at the end, at the end, Cassie Cassandra can gets attacked. But the th- I mean, the fact of the matter is there are too many sidekicks. And there's too many sidekicks that don't make sense. And I like Duke theoretically. I don't think he makes any sense as the signal. I'd be fine if he was the new Robin. That would mean getting rid of Damien, which would be fine in my book. Um, but as the signal, it just doesn't really make sense. The other question I had is if you're a Martian Manhunter and you can take any form you want, why would you take a form with a really creepy looking head? Uh, maybe that's like super sexy to Martians. Maybe. but like, like that's like he's like, oh, man, when I grew up, this was... This was the stuff. And so this is, he thinks like it looks great. Someone took a chunk out of both sides of his head. He's got fish gills. I like the art. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Yep. Um, I don't like the super beefy Batman. That's he's. This is super beefy. Yeah, I, I saw that. I thought the same thing, but you know. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but this is a fun story. I'm looking forward to more. I, I'm impressed by Brian Edward Hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was exciting. It's fun. This is This is a nice, fresh take. From the last time, I still I mean, like. I like I like the last run, but it's a nice pivot from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I like I, I like Cassandra when she shows up every time. I like that, just because I still have warm feelings about that original sure. Batgirl run. So, no, uh, she's she's she makes sense as. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, she's basically Damien, but nicer. You know, mm-hmm. she's she's the uh, assassin raised by bad guys who Batman takes under his wing and turns good. It's just that she grew and changed Damien has not done that yeah so yeah I'm not uh, worried about her and this guy hurting hurting her no 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 she'll be fine so kill or be killed number 20 the final issue you made it Josh I did it yay and uh, I have to admit I really I really dug this issue and then there was a reveal in the final in the essay that kind of shook me to my core when I read it and didn't realize uh, the things I had missed I don't know if you read the final essay or not but uh, the bit about Stan and Jack and stuff. Well, this is the, the whole thing. How this is basically a tribute to '70s Spider-Man. Yeah, I did read that, but I don't know that I would have recognized it at the time, anyway. No, but I mean, looking back on it now, I mean, the, guy, the guy's clearly '70s Peter Parker uh-huh. in, in his look, at least. Yeah. And then uh, the costume he wears in his fantasy is like kind of like very similar to one of the costumes that we've oh. seen in the in the films. Yeah. Like the homemade one before he becomes he gets the spider suit. Um, That's true. It just was kind He's of grim. I, Peter Parker, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Oh shit! So in the last issue, again, we we gave you all the spoiler warning. There's no way to talk about this issue without spoiling it. Uh, and the girls marry Jane. Yep. Uh, yeah. So wow. <laughs> yeah, shook to my core when I read that. Uh, so Killer Be Killed 19 ended with our our protagonist, uh, evil Peter Parker, getting shot and killed as he saves the life of the cop, and or jumps in front of her to take the bullets for, that was meant that were meant for her, and here first couple of pages he's talking about how much it sucks that you're reading a story and the protagonist dies and that's lame and and then uh you know on page six he wakes up in the hospital and it's all been a faint but it only took me about four pages to realize that this was not actually happening and uh it's sort of the fantasy of what would what would have happened if he had lived but he really was dead the whole time uh i bet you didn't like it i didn't not like it but i didn't like it 
I mm. just it, it was interesting, but I think the sort of back and forth it, it didn't I, I don't know what the point was. It didn't feel like an ending to a story. And then there was all this stuff about, well, the afterlife, I can't really talk about it. And I was like, why are we talking about all this stuff? Like it, it didn't have anything to do with anything, so it was it was interesting. It was it was compelling to read, but I don't know. I don't know that I got a, a resolution on a story. I mean, I, I kind of did. I'm not. I'm not dissatisfied, really, but I, I didn't really. I guess I don't know how to feel about it. Ed Brubaker definitely has some feelings about the state of the world right now. Yes, and uh, the state of the world is not good, <laughs> and that is expressed here in this comic. It just uh, felt like a very different. Like the the last issue felt very different than all the ones that came before it. That's um, interesting. I I didn't feel that way because this is a comic that's dealt with the nature of what's real and what is not real. Yeah. And uh, what is in his head and what isn't, and so this whole fantasy was in his head as he was laying there dying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, it made sense to me. It's been a, it's been a strange book. I've really enjoyed it, but it's been a strange book. Yeah, I don't I don't. I don't so much mind that I don't love everything about it. You know sure. what I mean? Like it's. I it's, like that they take chances and experiment with stuff. Yeah, and and if you're gonna do that, you know, this is the place to do it, and this, you know, it's their thing. They can they can do what they want. They've done a lot of work together. Mm-hmm. So play around, you know, try try things out, have fun, keep themselves happy. Um, I'm not sure that it worked entirely, but but you know, I read the whole thing. I was here for it. I I, I think it's probably the, I think it's worth reading. I like a little twenty issue run. It's nice. Yeah, it, it felt longer than it actually was. Like when I was writing down stuff, I was, I was like, "Is it only number 20? I had to go literally had to go into the into the iPad and check to make sure because it just felt like it's been long, around a lot longer than that. Then again, it's hard to say anymore. Our our internal clocks are so fucked up from the, all the double triple shipping that I don't know how long anything's supposed to feel anymore. Yeah. I don't know how to feel anymore, Josh. I. Yeah, that'll that'll happen sometimes. It's it's easier sometimes than feeling. So, before we get to the next book, we sometimes bemoan sequels, but man, their next thing they're doing is a sequel to the Fade Out. So I'm I'm kind of thrilled about that. Yeah, it's not a sequel. It just takes place in the same world, is what he said. Right. So, right. I, and again, totally fine with that. Yeah, I'm so excited. That's one of my favorite books <laughs> the last couple of years. Oh, so good. I would love the book forever. Um. Speaking of endings, Astro City 52 is the final issue of the ongoing series from Vertigo. And it's strange that – I guess I didn't realize until the second and it's number 52. Yeah, I, I realized that last week. But um, So this as, – as we've said before, Astro City is moving to an all-graphic novel format moving forward just like uh, sex is apparently. But uh, – so here we have the final single issue of Astro City and I, I – I looked at the cover. I thought, oh, we're going to be sort of have a general wrap up. But I guess I had forgotten that the story hadn't been over yet about the guy with the uh, support group. Yeah. So I was a little surprised about that. Was this, was that three issues? Yes. Yeah. At least. Yeah. In the last issue, he revealed that his wife had been wiped out in a crisis on Infinite Earths like event from the timeline. And it pissed off some of his pe- group people who thought, A, he's either making it up or B, his pain was not as real as their pain. So they, they left. But here, uh, we're dealing with the fallout of that. We learned a bit more about him. Um, it's been, you know, it's a nice story. And it's 
you know, obviously the door is not closed. The, the, ser- the series continues in a different format, but it's nice. Uh, we get a little tip off here to a character that we're going to follow into the first graphic novel with that uh, Enforcer guy. Yeah. I, I, I really like this. I, I get it. I are realities, but I really like this in the format that it is. I really loved reading issues of this regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they sort of went to that other format, even when they were doing issues, it was that longer sort of storylines. And I don't know. It's it, like I feel like this is this is one of those things I really love reading in issues and these little bits of it. So I I definitely I'm happy they get to keep doing it. But it's kind well, of, sure. I mean, it's they don't get to play with the format, right? He's, he would do a single issue. He'd do a three-parter. He'd do a six-parter. He'd do a two-parter. He was not bound by the conventions of trade paperbacks. It didn't seem like anyway. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Are they even collecting this? I assume. I, I, didn't, I can't think of having seen it, but it's not like I looked for it. Um, uh, all I'm saying is in the future, it'll make our books blow choices easier when we just talk with the new, the new trade of Astro City. <laughs> People will love that. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great run. I mean, if, if, if you were to end it right now and just be like, we're, you know what, we're, we're walking away. I'd be like, cheers. You know, it's, it's, it's an the longest sustained run. This yeah. is the longest sustained run. We had, what was it? Over a hundred issues total mm-hmm. of Astro City. I mean, yeah, if you, if you'd said, this is it, we can't do any more. Uh, it would have been beautiful, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to check it out in the new format. I'm not going to. I like. I would prefer a single issue, cause, but but again, I'm happy to see what they do with the with the new format. Um, and really, the most important thing to take away from this issue is the uh, very important refrain. I mean, you never know what's coming, but something always does. Yeah, might as well have donuts. Well, yeah. I mean, and lots it's, of them. It's it's a good lesson for for life. Do you know what my anxiety was about that? What. It was if he bought three boxes of donuts and then nobody showed up to the meeting, then he would definitely eat too many donuts. And that is a really tough thing to not do. Oh, for sure. I really, I literally was like, oh God, I would eat too many donuts. <laughs> but he's earned it. I mean, I'm not saying I haven't either. But it doesn't mean it's a good choice. <laughs> I'm just saying his wife disappears from the timeline. He can eat as many donuts as his body will allow as yeah. far as I'm well he's got he's got the hangman looking out for him so right the hangman just pops up and, and just wait right waves a finger as he reaches for one more donut do you think the hangman is uh an an uh, what's the word just stand in for another an existing hero or is he its own thing oh um this phantom stranger or something i guess it's kind of, he's kind of a phantom stranger as character i really like him i always have because he does he seems so new it's a creepy design too yeah but like new also new as in like new but it would have been designed in the 70s and new right like this feels like if this was designed if he came out if steve englehart wrote him in 1971 and he showed up in some things he'd be a cult beloved character now you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. like dead man I like that his body isn't all just black that it's got gradations Mm -hmm. like it's kind of smoky yeah Great design. Yeah. Really great design. I agree. And, you know, There's so many. Brett Anderson is a controversial figure. Is he? I guess. We, 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 thought, we didn't think so. And then, then our, our beloved pal Paul was on the show and said how he couldn't read Grasher City because of the art. And we nearly kicked him off the show. Um, I mean, I, 
I think he's 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 lost a step. I don't even like saying it, but like it's obvious that there's there's something there. But you know, he's not doing them monthly anymore. They're a little rougher than they used to be. But this, I mean, there is a heck of a lot of even if you don't necessarily like the the specific draftsmanship of it, like he, all of those designs and all mm-hmm. of those characters. I mean, it is a, a Herculean task of comic book uh, artists artistmanship. That, that Artist he's been doing. Chip, yeah. Artistry, I believe, is the word I was looking for. It, um, it, it is. I, you know what? That's true. That is a great point that doesn't get talked about is the design of all these characters. They're constantly showing you new, new characters. And they're all interesting in a world mm-hmm. where we've seen everything. And, and you know, I still go back to the, that original handful of, you know, there's so many great designs in there that are better than a lot of what we see in comics now. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, that's that... Um, Samaritan design is so good. And I, I don't know that Alex Ross didn't have a hand in that one too. Or, or you know, Jack in the Box is another one that I've always loved. And, and just all the, like, they're just fun to, to look at and they're fun to watch them, you know, be not animated, but, you know, put into comic book form. Mike, my real question is why didn't we get to see what donuts he had? <laughs> His imagination only goes so far. I haven't eaten yet today, guys. It's two boxes of donuts, not three at least. Yeah. I mean, that's still, what, 24 donuts maybe? There's definitely – but there's definitely some weird sort of uh, stuff going on. Oh, I'm sure. uh, oh, sorry. I was still on donuts. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, tr- I'm trying to wheel <laughs> us away from that. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. Um, Me neither. There's a, good, there's a really good donut place right down the block, and it's really hard to drive past it every day. Um, I, have the, I have the best donut place. It's like five minutes away. So Astro City – Congratulations on, on the single issue run. 52 is, is terrific. And I look forward to seeing what you have to bring us. Mm-hmm. Forward. And if, if it doesn't work, then that's fine. It hasn't worked in the past. Those, those miniseries that we that's did for a point. while, the Dark Ages didn't work. That's fine. He keeps going back. He loves it. Great. As, we, as do we. Miss Marvel 31. This is the 50th anniversary spectacular. 50th issue spectacular. Oh, Marvel. Um... Oh, okay. Also, like, also, like, uh, this is very, I mean, Kamala Khan's very Peter Parker esque, also. This is sure. the second this week that's very much, this is very much in the vein of classic Spider Man. I don't, did you read this? No. Okay, so first of all, it's uh, oversized, a little bit oversized, and features the writing of G. Willow Wilson, who's the regular writer, Saladin Ahmed, who wrote uh, Black Bolt. Rainbow Rowell, whose work I haven't read yet, and comedian uh, she's Hassan doing Minaj. the the Runaways book, right? She's and good. comedian comedian Hassan Minaj. So that you've got a bunch of different writers here. Most of them are Muslim. I don't know where Rainbow Rowell's affinities are, but um, so we have the classic superhero teenage superhero setup here. Uh, Kamala's giving herself a night off. She invites her girlfriends over to her house for a sleepover, stressing out her mom, who's got to cook all this food for her. Doesn't understand why Americans want to have sleepovers. And, of course, in the midst of it, there's a constant stream of crises happening that she's got to run away from the party for. And so they don't well, – they do tell you, but I can't – it's annoying to look. But I, I assume G. Willow Wilson's writing the party stuff, and then each time she goes away on a little mission, it's, it's, it's written by one of the guest uh, writers. So We've seen Salad, this format. Yeah, Saladin Ahmed writes the little adventure she has with Lockjaw. Mm-hmm. And then I like uh, that art. It's a fun, it's really fun art. And then there's a P 
pizza they order pizzas the pizza delivery girl her this is also very much like patron power she got terrigen mist but her her big superpower is that she just emits a sulfur-esque smell and so she's really pissed about life which i totally get and she's in food delivery yeah (laughs) take the take the job where you can get it 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 gets worse the angrier she gets so right she gets jealous she gets jealous that uh you know, Kamala's a regular girl having a sleepover, something she could never do now because she smells like sulfur. And so she gets angrier and angrier and gets worse, smells worse and worse. I thought, I thought she'd end up getting invited to the sleepover, but that didn't Hold happen. on. I have to make a note for later. Just one second. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to furiously cr- cross the power out. And then, uh, and then she gets summoned by Spider-Man. He needs her help with a mission. She goes all the way into New York for this mission. I, I feel like that would totally blow the whole sleepover since she's living. She lives in New Jersey, but I mean, it depends on traffic. She gets called by uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. I should note, and uh, they do a little infiltration mission. And he thinks he has an Infinity Stone, but it's not. It's a mood thing, and it starts making him tell the truth. And he admits that he's got a little crush on her, and she, she, she bails. And so. Uh, but the big reveal is she, she finally, she's like, you know what? I've been avoiding my friends all night. They're pissed off. And she, she makes a big dramatic reveal that she's Miss Marvel. That's why she's been gone all night. And they're like, yeah, we know. Thanks. Can we get back to the party? And uh, it was a nice, really fun issue. Kamala Khan's a great character. This little world they've built for her is terrific. The supporting cast is great. You've got a really fun bunch of artists on this book. And it's, a, it's just, it's a, it's she, you know, for a while Nova was the Spider Man, and now uh, Miss Marvel is the Spider Man of the Marvel universe, I think. Because Spider Man is not Spider Man; he's whatever he's doing. Who knows? But uh, this was a great issue. This might have been my pick of the week. I didn't pick one, but this might have been it. You know, what's interesting is that there's five of them there, and they got five pizzas. And uh, I've been there, man. Well, they're teenagers. I mean, come on. I could eat an entire New York City pizza when I was a teenager. No problem. Not even blink. No, I, I'm not, not. Me too. <laughs> it's in retrospect, wasn't maybe the best habit to start with. Well, that's true. So, real quick, guys, Patreon.com/slash/ifanboys, where you can go to help the show directly. As we mentioned before, if you're a patron, you can vote in the pick of the patron pick, and there's other things, fun things you can do. We'll talk about later. And we have our next stretch goal, which is about three hundred dollars away, and that's a non-comics media podcast monthly. The first one will be about almost famous, and then who knows where we'll go from there, but. Uh, you know, just 300 bucks. If there's, there's way more than 300 of you who have, who are listening and not a patrons. And if you just did a dollar, we could get there and it'd be fun. But if not, that's fine too. Uh, you can also go to fanboy.threadless.com. I'm actually wearing right now a ratings t-shirt. I didn't ratings. Even plan this. Ratings. I didn't even plan it, but ratings. I just grabbed it. I needed a black t-shirt and I, I grabbed it out of my drawer and here we are. So at a fanboy.threadless.com, at a fanboy.threadless.com, you can find our t-shirts, I fan by logo, her, pick of the week podcast, ratings, ratings. ratings. If one is Electro, GDAT, nothing makes sense, nothing matters. And those are all there. You can also get those designs and other items that someone tweeted at as a picture of another bath mat, which is terrific. <laughs> I love that that's a thing that's happening. I do too. And I, hope, I hope to see some nothing makes sense, nothing matters t-shirts at Comic-Con this year. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, cause, let's cause confusion. Let's give everyone existential crises. Ifanboy.com slash support. Direct donation via PayPal. That's where you can do that. If you don't want to become a member of uh, Patreon, if you don't want to buy a t-shirt, if you just want to help us out, some people do that. We thank you very much. Fanboy.com slash Amazon. As you can find links to the books we talk about in the books below, although we need to update that. We're a few behind. And then uh, you can also find a general link to Amazon there as well. So if, if you want to help us out, those are some great ways to do that. And that keeps the show going. We really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. 
I think I left this off and you put Man of Steel back on. I did. Go on. How, how could you not talk about a book where we get some sequential Adam Hughes art? I know. I was just trying to. <laughs> I just figured we'd talk about every issue of this miniseries. Okay. I, that's fine. But also, I mean, we never get Adam Hughes art. I, and was, well, we just did funny. in that Captain America. No, but like for this much, that was like three pages. Right. This was this was well. I thought at first because again, I didn't really read the credits. That so we got. Let's I, see. I know what you're talking about because I was trying to. I was like, what does this say? It thought that only Adam Hughes and Jason Fabok did three pages, and then I realized what they were saying is that Adam Hughes did all of it except for three pages, and he colored himself on his pages. That's how that's supposed to read in the credits, but it's confusing. Yeah. Uh, so the first seven pages are out of Hughes, and then we switch to a extended Jason Fabok story, in which we learn that I guess I guess Jonathan goes with Jor-El to explore the galaxy, which is what I said last week, which I'm totally fine with. And also, can they take Damien? Can he have a buddy? The, but that's why Lois and Clark are having problems because she's sure. mad about it. Great. Send him off. Haven't gone be gone for a while. And so now Great. I guess Lois is going to have, uh, or I mean Clark is going to have a tryst with this amazingly attractive deputy fire chief sure let's do it but the point is i'm reading this extended piece and i'm like oh shit was that all of the adam hughes art like because you know i'm so accustomed to it never happening but he comes back for the the second half which is great Mm -hmm. he gets to draw the whole justice league which was a nice surprise um i just i you know i like the story but man i just love these artists that they're getting for every issue Mm -hmm. i mean we're getting we're getting guys we just don't ever see anymore the power of bendis man yeah. I like this. He could draw a Justice League book for two issues. It's funny because there's almost like a detective comics thing going on with the arson, which doesn't seem to be at all related to the the other two plot lines. So you've got no, three things swirling around. Correct. I, I noticed she was look she took Batman's advice and she was looking for the patterns. Yep. Which was nice. Um but uh yeah, I mean you know, we're still dealing with this dude who's he now Superman figures out that this guy's going to try to blow up Earth just like Krypton. And uh, that he confronts him in the molten core of the Earth, which is a very Superman-esque thing to happen. Doesn't seem like a good place to do that. No, I feel like, like a giant they're... fight between super beings is a bad thing to happen in the core. Yeah. I'm not a geoscientist, though. But uh, this has been fun. And I, I just can't stress enough how, how much of a rare honor this is to have Adam Hughes sequentials. Um, he came on for me I first saw him he he did like three issues of Keith Giffen and uh, JMD Matias' Justice League Mm -hmm. around issue in in the I'm going to say in the 20s but I could be totally wrong but he came on and did a couple issues and I was like who the hell is this Mm -hmm. and I think that was the last time he ever did sequential (laughs) I don't know Uh, but probably not no he did did Sandman Mystery Theater for he also did a whole he did a whole Star Trek OGN that took place after episode four. I'm assuming the fourth movie. Uh-huh. It was amazing. He did, it took place in the future back with the, you know, the scientists from the, from the past. She was in it. And, but it was, it was all Adam Hughes. The whole thing. Hmm. It was, I have it somewhere. That's good. Anyway, the century number one. Yeah, I, I felt like this needed comment. Okay. I more than that. I feel strongly about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically... Just just to go over it, Sentry first shows up, and we're like, hey, let's see what this is. Well, that's kind of interesting. Time goes on a little bit. Let's stop this. And then, uh, retroactively, they bring him back, and I think, you know what? Fire away. Let's see what happens. 
He keeps so, getting you. So no, so I went into this with all right. Let's see what it is. Uh, the problem for me. Uh, this is uh, Jeff Lemire and uh, Kim Jacinto on art. Uh, mm. Is that it? Feels like this is just the century that we did before. Who's now back in the world, but basically still dealing with the fear uh, that he could destroy it because of the void. Uh, but the the twist in this one is that uh, every 24 hours he has to go back into Sentry World or whatever this other dimension is and and battle the void and then that stops him from coming out into the uh, our world hmm. and are you sure you did, this isn't a series from 10 years ago well I mean that was the thing like I I think I recognize that the void is supposed to be an integral part of the Sentry well, sure. I think, I mean, he's, it's but very integral. But I would like it better if they just fixed it. <laughs> I just, I don't, it, it's the part that it, it literally is the part that drags it down and it's supposed to be the point, but it's also the thing that doesn't make it interesting. So sure. maybe if you have this guy who, I, I don't care if his he was there and his past was erased and doesn't remember and he's confused about it or whatever. Um, I just feel like this was... I feel like we've been over this ground, and if we're going to bring him back and have a different take on it, don't do things that didn't work before. That sure. being said, I think it was well-written. I think the art was pretty strong. There was a really interesting bit where uh, he's working in a diner and, and and is a short-order cook, and the other guy who's there is missing his arm, and, and he, the other guy is a counterpart in the Sentry world, and he's mad that he can't go in there with Bob every time, and there's a there's a there's you know this conflict there. There's this weird misty knight as a secret agent who's sort of his minder. Uh, like it's 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 you know it's good concepts. It's well done. I just it's the same like anxiety laden superhero which I don't I don't want to read. You know you know what would get me to read this book? Mm-hmm. Just call it Bob. I I mean yeah. Bob number one. Yep. Bob. I'd, one. I'd give it a shot. Sure. Bob. Just call him Bob. Just have everyone call him Bob. Have a big B on his belt or whatever, wherever that S is. Hey, Bob. Bob. How's it going, Bob? The, Fla- the Flash 49, also almost my pick of the week, uh, in which uh, Barry and Wally are running so fast during their argument that they're fucking up the whole world. Now, there are, th- there's, there are things here I'm not thrilled about, but I really enjoyed this particular s- issue. I-, I was just happy that I don't have to, like, that they made up. And I was like, good, I don't want to watch them argue with each other while they run for another issue. But it was compelling. This it was. issue was was more compelling because yes, uh, we really got a sense of how how harsh this run was to the world. And so I, I love the sequence of Superman. He's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll go, I'll go calm him down." And tries to catch up with him. He just can't even get close. Yeah, I like that a lot. The other thing is, uh, Zoom shows up at the end, and he pulls out Barry's original ring, puts on the classic Barry costume, and I was like, "Let's hear him out." <laughs> <laughs> he's he's wearing the right costume. <laughs> and he looks better let's, than the other guys. Let's just see what he has to say. Maybe there's some interesting ideas in this guy's in this guy's head. Because he's wearing he knows what's up with design, at least. Uh-huh. He's, I mean, look at that costume and then flip the page and look at the goddamn other one that Barry's wearing. I mean, the Barry one the Barry one's not terrible. I don't really mind it. Uh the Wally one is I mean, I mean, it's actually it's quite simple. Uh, it, it, Zoom does look quite beefy, though, so it, mm. it seems off. It's the big thighs, but man, <laughs> oh, that's such a good costume—the bright red, yellow, 
Yep. No lines everywhere. No, I agree. I'm just saying, the Justice League should look at him and go, you know what? Maybe that's the Flash we need. It's a dapper-looking man. It's a dapper might, gentleman. It might be the only one left, although he is standing over all their corpses. So <laughs> that, Super, that Super, <laughs> Superman should not open his eyes. That could make for an awkward uh, yeah. interview at the least. <laughs> Listen, you be, you almost killed us all. However, you know what? Let's get the let's you. get the elephant in the room out of the way right away. I did snap all of your necks. <laughs> okay. However, I Mia wear one of the best costumes ever designed, so I have good judgment. Batman just nods. Okay, is that wrong? So I love that. <laughs> I love that when he, when they had the suit on. I was like, you know what? Let's <laughs> maybe he's not such a, such a bad guy. <laughs> Super menswear is the way to your heart. Exactly. We're going to talk about that in the, in the email section. Unless it gets bumped, like Jake Johansson. Um, I tell you about airports. Mark. <laughs> Been to the airport lately? What is with that place? I don't Didn't know. Jake they... Johansson have like long flowing curly hair. Uh, wore, like, I see vests. darkish hair. Yeah. And he wore like vests over. They all wore large jackets at that point. Yeah. Move along. I, I, I. I want to mention Marvel two and one number seven, and and I, it's been pick of the week a couple times, and I've harped on it a, a couple, lot. Couple the last two issues were pick of the week. I know in a row, and I was like, all right, well, I don't really want to talk about it this week, but Ramon Perez was on art for it, and it's getting wacky. Yeah, for sure, in a really great way, and and I I just I'm I think the point is Ramon Perez drew this issue, and it was great, and it was also just as good as the ones that came before it. Yeah, I'm just curious where they're going with this because we we all know that the Fantastic Four are coming back. Uh-huh. So, is this leading into it? Is something else going to happen? Like, I don't know, but it's it's interesting to see. I I assume this would be over by now. I feel like I know I did too. I think when the the whatever the last one that was the first one that was pick of the week, I thought that was, oh that's the end. That was the six issues were good. Um, but it, you know I don't. It would be stupid if something else led into it. I don't know. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, it wouldn't be, it would be stupid, like, narrative-wise, but it's weird that it's in this series that I, I'm guessing is not getting as much attention as it should. But I don't know. I don't know that. I want to mention Old Man Hawkeye number six real briefly for a couple reasons. One, I still think it's preposterously long, but I'm, uh, this issue might have changed my mind on that. Two, I, I know everyone will miss the chance. Thank you for getting me to read this. And number three... <laughs> Uh, they they brought in crazy uh, Winter Soldier here, and I just I just giggled with glee. <laughs> this is this is also wacky. This has got dinosaurs. It's got muscle cars with big scoops on the front. It's got <laughs> frozen Winter Soldier. It's got old West, but old man Bullseye who just is killing everyone and everything. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty fun. It's got uh, President Red Skull and his lackey who was made to look like Hitler. And <laughs> so they unleashed the ultimate weapon to kill Hawkeye and his Winter Soldier. And I just was like, bring it. I don't care how long this is. 12 issues, great. Yep. Because it's, 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 it's been crazy. Like, yeah. w- it's a good pitch. But I'm all, glad they greenlit it. All the core stuff, though, is in keeping with the characters' histories. Yeah. Like it's all it's it's different versions of it, but it's like, oh, this character would never do that. You go, that's that character. It's in a different context, different time and a place, but that's the character. And it's also a great Hawkeye in that he he still does the right thing, wants to do the right thing, but he still just fucks it up a little bit. Yep. 
every time. And even down to the fact that he's going blind. And so he's constantly missing his arrow with his arrows. <laughs> that was a, did you just miss? <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. Yep. Marco Chichetto. Yep. It's great. Oh, it's all good. I'm glad that you enjoy it so much. That makes that. Yeah, I think this, I, I, I look forward to this. When this comes out, I'm excited for it. And then I was just adding Winter Soldier in because we just had that great team up with them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And they're, 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 the, they're my new favorite Marvel buddy comedy right now. So. <laughs> and then and the next issue, we find out some more about what happened. How did it all come about? Yeah. I just, I don't care. I just like watching the characters fight with each other and, and team up and talk and interact, and it's all good. So this is the part we're doing the ratings? Ratings. Ratings. So we're as gonna we go mentioned back earlier, to the future. Patreon.com slash iFanboys, where you can join it to become a patron, and you can vote in a patron pick every week. This week, as we said before, multiple man number one was the pick. And so at the end of the segment, we usually rate the book out of ratings. five ratings. Hmm. Hmm. This is a tough one. Um, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a 3.75. It's not quite a four, mm-hmm. but I really liked it. I really liked it. But I didn't love it. You grade on a different score than I do, or a curve than I do, I think. Yeah. Well, sure. Everyone's ratings is there. Ratings. 4.25. 4.25. 4.25. I think, with the promise of better things, there's a lot of promise here. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to like reading this for a little while. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that, that, is, a, that is a part of it, too. It's My favorite start. thing is that there are probably people who are really, really angry that we are going deeper to the decimals for these. And and what I would say to you is, don't tempt me, <laughs> because I got no bosses, and I will do. I mean, we'll get into it. <laughs> so let's so Patreon.com/slash/ifanway. That's you can join up and join up to rate and add a book to the show. I don't. You can't rate there. I don't know why I said that. But you can rate. I'm still thinking about donuts. I said it again. You can review. No, you can't do that either. Wow. I'm going. I'm going. I'm losing it a little bit. I haven't slept in four weeks now. So also at patreon.com slash our fanboy, if you give it the $5 or higher level, we give you a, a superpower. Is it dumb? That's at, in the eye of the beholder. Well, it's not dumb. It's great. One way or the uh, other. It, is it better to have a superpower than not? Yes. So how can that be done? Well, tell that to Sulphur Stink Girl. Right. Well, we didn't give it to her. Not my fault. I'm not sure about that. I want to check the records. <laughs> I feel like maybe we have a lawsuit in our hands. Uh, Jason Kirby. I'm not going to do the obvious thing here, so mm-hmm. stop expecting it. I, ex- I, I, I respect you for that. Has the power to add or subtract salinity from anything. So hmm. imagine that you've gone to a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, this is far too salty. Jason, you want to shove your hand in the soup? Yeah, yeah, I got that. <laughs> so just stick your hand in these refried beans, Jason. Or if you've ever done so I have these uh two sided salt shakers. One side is the little holes and then one side is the scoop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Occasionally, the wrong one will be open, and you'll go to just season your popcorn. Oh, and there's just suddenly a pound of salt in your popcorn. Jason just shoves his fist in your popcorn. (laughs) He has to make physical contact with the food. Yep. Side note, 
He also has the ability to do the same thing with garlic. Wait, can he do that with thing, non-food items? Yes. Can he do it with people? Uh, I guess. I mean, if you want it to go that way, if he makes contact, he can add or subtract salinity or garlic. Can he help people's blood pressure by, by removing salinity? I mean, I think you'd have to be pretty well trained in order to do that correctly, because I feel like you could kill somebody really quickly. Can he go in the ocean? Yeah, it's it's voluntary. He's he can turn it on or off. If he's he not had just like sucking a, salt out of everything, don't forget he can add also. So if he had like a aquarium in his house, but he wanted to change to a saltwater aquarium, he could yeah. just do that. Yeah, totally good. All right, Ryan Swift can silence birds. Do you have birds in the neighborhood who wake up earlier than you would like to? I got some new birds in the neighborhood, and uh, <laughs> they are. I mean, I'm already having enough trouble, but they're 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 showing up for their quorum at 5 a.m. now. Uh-huh. We have and, turkeys. Uh, they're not around right now, but they come in the fall. So the thing that Ryan can do is he just mutes them. Uh huh. He just makes them. He doesn't talk to them. He can't communicate. He just makes them stop. See, I actually pictured more of like a Kang thing. Like it would be silence, birds. <laughs> well, he can do that. If right. he wants. Right. Um, like if you're in a pet store and it's just a little too much. Sure. With the squawking and whatnot. Or if you're around one of those guys who walks around public parks with a like a macaw on his shoulder for some reason. For sure. Have you seen that guy? Is that a thing that happens in more than one place? A macaw, yes. Okay, yeah, that's like a thing. Or macaws, some sort of, yeah. No, not that, but like... It's just birds. Every once in a while, you'll be in a, a, a shared space, and they'll be like, there's a dude with a parrot on his, on his shoulder for some reason. Yeah, and, the, and the thing is, like... In public. No one wants that. No. There's no, one who, there's no one who wants that. So if, you, if that's the thing you're thinking about... That's a character who would be played by a Matthew McConaughey cameo in a movie, and it wouldn't be an attractive character. That not, not good McConaughey. No, no, the, but the other kind, the, when he's right. wacky. It's just cameo. He's not starring. Oh, for sure. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Rico Dosti um, can instantly tell... Uh, if hardware is metric or standard, just by looking at it. What does that mean? Well, all screws are either metric or standard, and it's fucking pain in the ass to have to get the right hardware for stuff. If you if something falls apart or it breaks, and you That's look at it. That's interesting, because I've done a fair amount of home improvement in my life, and I've never come across that. Most home improvement stuff is standard. Like, your home home stuff is usually standard. Would you get into bikes? Uh import or domestic guitars they'll switch back and forth electronics a lot of times mm-hmm. uh, my kids have rc cars for example those are somewhat metric but you got to check i have a, i had to buy a caliper he can just mm-hmm. look like oh that's a that's an m6 metric head and right. you know like i have you know you got to have uh a, a standard sae uh, versus i have two sets of uh, allen wrenches depending on what needs to be done um, so theoretically, he would go into mechanical engineering because he could make a great deal of use of that. But All you right. Can instantly tell by just by looking at the threads. Oh, that's metric and not standard, which is going to stop a lot of uh, unnecessary stripping of your hardware. Jason Smith can do everything that you can do with a fork and knife with chopsticks, and what I mean by that is, you got like a freshly cooked steak. Mm-hmm. He can just slice it up with chopsticks. I feel like we've had this. 
I don't believe so. <sighs> there might be other chopstick related things. There what I'm saying, other is chopstick related things. It's not. Can, it's not not impressive. He can cut anything. It's almost like he's got a steak knife, but it's with, with chopsticks. With any chopsticks, so say your standard takeout delivery yeah. chopsticks, the little paper one they put in there, that he can use those. Suddenly, it's as good as a knife. So, are there people who can do that? Like, is that a real thing? I don't know, but I just searched our powers thing here, and there's no chopsticks. Huh? Wow, that sounds no very familiar to me. I'm having chopsticks deja vu. Maybe. Hmm. He can cut. He can slice. He can fillet. He can uh, fine julienne. Okay, yeah, like fine, yeah. like fine dining sort of French sure. technique. You can chop a can in half. <laughs> I but also do, I, do I miss, delicate tomato work. I miss knife commercials on TV. <laughs> I loved that. And they would cut slice the it, metal pipe in half, in. and then they just finally slice the tomato or whatever. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. He can do that with his chopsticks. I got my hands though. on a Ginsu knife once in my life, and we had a lot of fun with it. Jins, Jinsu. Jinsu knife. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash iFanboy, that is where you can go. If you send a $5 or higher level, you can get a patron power just like Jason, Ryan, Rico, and Jason. Two Jasons. And a third Jason coming our way. More Jason. Let's do audience questions from Jason. Stop me from misrepresenting you here, but I feel the prevalent opinion at iFanboy HQ is that you guys seem to always prefer a character's classic costume rather than the modern take. But is there a classic costume you've always disliked and we're happy to see it go? Personally... I've always hated Doctor Strange's blouse, leggings, dishwashing gloves look. Also, Electra's dumb skull cap. <sighs> Seem to always prefer, is what he said. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a class of superhero costume from a given era where that is probably mostly true. Okay. I feel like most of these Silver Age DC designs on the main characters mm-hmm. are fairly unassailable. Right. Similarly, a lot of your early Kirby... F- 60s Marvel designs. 60s Marvel designs are, are mostly pretty great. Um, but... Those all, a lot of those did develop and then hit a point where they, you know, like they froze into something. Batman's a really good example. Because I don't really have a, I I may not have a favorite Batman, but I'm not really against different versions of Batman's costume. And they they have different things, but there is a, I think there's a, a modernization and a realistic, quote unquote, air quotes, take on these that sometimes takes away some of the magic from them and then once they start okay wait do you remember of course you remember because it's still happening uh when i was when i was a kid especially though um and then even later i always wanted to have just a good batman action figure who had just a regular batman suit that was good mm-hmm. but they were always yep. like arctic attack batman or uh-huh. or lightning and what and like i don't like those variants i just want a good basic batman now that doesn't necessarily have to be set in stone as you know one guy's design or the other but i don't like the extraneous thing the same thing with the flash costumes we were just talking about i feel like they don't add it, anything in the current uh batman the animated series line there's one 
Batman like that. They did a fire for some reason. They did fire suit Batman, and I said no, mm-hmm. not playing that game. No, I played it in the nineties and I lost. <laughs> not doing that now. I, I I I mean obviously yes we we prefer those designs you just discussed. I will say I was thinking about it while you were talking, and there are I mean there are a handful maybe maybe just a couple of costume changes that I endorse. One of which would be, I think, Luke Cage looks better just wearing street clothes than in that yellow suit tiara. Tiara. Well, his other his old costume is was pretty dated. It it yelled. It screamed of the seventies. Right. Uh, and the chains and everything, and it was weird. Like, would I, I want him to go back to that? No. I don't fully disagree with what he's saying about Doctor Strange. I think as long as the elements of that costume are kind of there, I don't mind that it's sort of updated subtly. If, if you know, it was pouches and leather and sort of zippy, you know, lightning bolts that glowed around him, it would be stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman, I think, is a good one that Every change that they've made has not added any quality. It's only taken away from what I think when they settled on that costume, we're all picturing the same one, that Dan Jurgens one. Well, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned the evolution, a lot of those Golden Age guys evolved. Yes. Right. Batman's costume was not when he when he debuted was not what he was wearing, you know, in that classic look. It's it's evolved to that. Superman's evolved to that, you know, Wonder Woman's it was pretty pretty consistent, although she had a skirt for like there's a but it's yeah. consistent. Um, but like when Cliff Chang did her in that sort of you know different sort of thing with almost with leggings and stuff, like that's fine. It worked, you know. It, yeah. But th- those costumes, you know, evolved, and there's been, but for the most part, you know, those Silver Age DC designs stuck around for a reason, and uh, those 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 '60s Marvel ones stuck around for a reason. I mean. It's sort of cheating, but like the, the the first Daredevil costume, which was yellow and red, is not as good as the one that's all red. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be a change. That's I, good. You know, I, two issues I don't think there was anything wrong with the depiction of Kirby's Thor outfit that stuck around for a really long time. That being said, when they redesigned him, poof, who was that who redesigned it? Um, was it Olivia Coipel? Yeah, Olivia Coipel. I love that design. I still think it looks really, really good. I yeah, you that. like that. Um, you know, it, it certainly harkened back to the original. And if he were to show up right now in comics in that sort of 60s, it would be like, oh, that's weird. It would. It, like, uh, it wouldn't fit in. I like it. Um, Captain America, like they updated it and tweaked it a little bit. Um, certainly during Ed Brubaker's run, it had like sort of a slightly more military air to it. Um, you know what I do like about modern costumes? Um, which I think you actually touched on this when we were talking about beefy Batman and detective comics is at a certain point, artists have begun to start making things look more like fabric instead of painted on colors. Um, Mm -hmm. and I've, I always liked that. You've always talked about Gary Frank being a guy who sort of could draw fabric. As long as it still looks like a superhero costume though. It is, there's a line and you mentioned it earlier, like the modern, um, trend to make costumes into things that people can very easily cosplay is not something I endorse. Yeah, no, I and I'm not talking about that. I know what you're no, saying. No, I'm just, it's a side. It's a side uh, point to what you're saying. Is well, I, I, I've always liked that Gary Frank drew the belt buckles on Superman's trunks like, and like around the cuff. You know, like there'd be just a but little it still bit looked of fabric. like a costume as opposed to right. like a leather jacket or something. Um, and and, like and a, there, there are certain instances where that leather jacket, you know, like I don't think Wolverine was hurt. By the fact that he didn't wear his, you know, tiger stripes, 
Right. Like that worked for him. It's fine. That costume's great. So's the other one, you know. But you know, when they had him running around in Bendis's book and he just pretty much wore jeans and a and a tank top, I was fine with that. I don't care. He, that works for that character for yep. sure. So I think it, it's in, it's you know it's dependent. I think that we're talking about the case of the Flash. The more you add to that amazing looking costume, the worse it is. Oh, for sure. Uh, Green Lantern. I sort of I don't mind that they darkened it a little bit here and there, but for the most part, like that is a good design. Like it's the same costume. Yeah. It, it's it's totally they 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 went back. Um, I mean, I like, I like the Neil Adams is redesigned Robin costume, but I always prefer the classic, um, I always uh, like the Tim Drake one classic. a lot. No, the Tim Drake one's great. I just always prefer the classic circus inspired outfit cause it was it fit to character. Um, but, but no, no, no dude is walking around wearing just briefs. That's not a thing. Well, he's got great legs. He does, but it's, you know, there's all sorts of reasons that doesn't work. I remember one artist at some point somewhere in some flashback story gave him leg hair and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> if he's wearing the briefs, he's waxing. <laughs> and I don't need to read that scene. No, but um, uh, no, that, that's also a good costume design. Even if I prefer the original, that's a good one. I, I came around to it. When I was a kid, I, I didn't, I wasn't happy, but I got it. I grew to, to like yeah. it. I like the black cape with the yellow on the inside. I thought that was a really nice. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the hood when they do that. So it's a good design. Yep. On a on a jerk. So yeah, I mean, there's some there's some new ones, but for the most part, there's a reason why those classic designs stayed around for decades. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate it's, it's, that we've gone away from so many of them. So it's like I know it when I see it. Well, that's it's art. Yeah, a little bit, but but there's definitely like modern sort of f- modern hyper futuristic things that that I don't like. And I think, you know, a lot of all those Jim Lee redesigns from the New 52, I really didn't like. It was just angularity for no reason. It was just busyness for no reason. Um, Mm -hmm. That I don't think serves it. But I think it is also costume and character dependent. Juan in Los Angeles says, hey, guys, I just finished listening to episode 639. That was last week. And I was left very hungry after hearing Connor talk about steak. I mentioned it again. Wow. Two weeks in a row. Seeing as how I now want steak, but have never prepared one, I was wondering if you guys could share a good recipe for some good steak. And I, when this email came in, Josh, I was hesitant to ever put it on the show because there's, if there's one thing I hate more than anything, it's people talking about their recipes as if it's the only recipe that's good. And I don't mean you. I just mean whenever food comes up, we always get the the food guy who pushes his glasses up on his nose and says, well, actually, your recipe is wrong. My recipe is the right one. I hate that. Okay. I'm okay. I understand that. It's because, but it's because most of the time that guy is full of shit. I just don't care. Cook your steak however you want. Yeah. Leave me alone. However, what if you did want to listen to two middle-aged white guys <laughs> talk about how they like steak if they really I'm gonna, like I'm steak. Gonna, I'm going to say how I make it. I'm not saying it's the only way anyone should ever make steak. Certainly I'm not. This is how I make You're it. talking about your preference. Yeah. I think we're going to have very similar recipes. Okay. I Go made on. a steak last weekend after we talked to did, did the show. I, I the next day I made a steak. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a ribeye. That's the best I, steak. I, I really wanted a porterhouse, but they didn't have any. Right. Uh, Bone so in. What I did, it was a bone in. So what I did was I brought the steak out to room temperature, 
Yeah, correct. As I was preparing other foods, I, you take it out of the fridge and you put it on the counter. Let it, and let it. Why do we do that? People I don't at know. home? You do that so that, uh, so that you, you don't have such a glaring inconsistency between the outside cooking really fast and the inside staying completely raw if it's cold. So if you bring it to room temperature, you get a more even, you don't want it even cooked all the way through because then it would be ruined, but it, it just lets you have a, a nicer. <laughs> There's some some things are just true. Sorry. So yeah. So I I let it bring, I brought it to room temperature as I was preparing the side dishes, and then I um, covered it in salt and pepper, and I, I did it pretty heavily because a lot of it's going to fall off in Correct. the cooking process. Uh, I pushed some of it in, you know, gave it a nice pat, mm-hmm. nice rub down, nice steak massage. You can just to you can, if you take a paper towel. Uh, before you do that part and you sort of pat it down, you take some of that uh, moisture on the surface away, uh, that also can lead to not, some nice searing. And then I put it out on the grill. Um, it, was a pretty, it was a pretty thick steak. so I prefer that. I didn't, um, I didn't do super high heat because I didn't want to burn the outside and have the inside be raw. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't have a ton of ch- coals out. Um, but I had enough where it was, I got a nice heat going. And I cooked it uh, for six minutes on each side. And then my little flare at the end is I just put a little bit of olive oil on the top as the last side's cooking. Uh, just to sort of sear up the outside. Yeah. And that was what I did. Yeah. Because you can't do that. I, I will sometimes add oil to it if I don't feel like I have enough surface temperature. But if I have it hot enough, I go really hot usually. The thicker, the better. I am, The older I get, the more okay I am with it, the inside just being raw. I don't really care. Um I want it. I want it to be pink, but not red. I want just past oh. red. I'm sure, medium. but I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be raw yeah. middle. No, and I've have done it not enough, but I can pretty much get through it in either way, as long as the outside is is got a that that really nice crust on it. That um, I forget what that effect is called. Um, yeah, but you're pretty much where I am. I definitely I go with a high heat. I cook it probably less than you do. I, I I've never timed it. I, I sort of push on it. And I sort of see where where how done it is. Um, the only my the Maillard. I was only cooking a steak. I'd do that, but I had so many sides going. I didn't want to lose track, so I just I had the timer going. I run back and forth from my kitchen to my, like I literally run. Like, oh, I forgot the steak. I gotta get out there. Um, the Maillard effect uh, is the thing that gets that nice browning that you want. Uh, the like that's basically what I will do. I will also occasionally not as much because it's just messy. Um, but if you don't have a grill and you're not outside, you can use a pan and then like cook it, uh, in butter, get the outside of it and then just finish it in the oven. Um, and mm-hmm. one thing that's really nice to do is to smash some, I, by the way, you said salt and pepper. As far as I'm concerned, it's all that anyone ever really needs to add to a steak. It's yeah. salt and pepper. That's, that's going to be enough. You put more than you'll need cause okay. it will come off. Um, but if you uh, do the outside, get a really nice thick steak and you, you put it in like a, a cast iron pan is usually best for this because it can really hold that high heat. Um, and then you, you cook it in butter um, or, or not olive oil because it'll burn right off on that kind of pan um, and sort of, you know, get both sides of it, sear the outside really good. The longer you leave something down in a pan, um, the better sear you're going to get on. As soon as you lift off, you've lost that thing. You have to leave it on the pan. Um, which is hard if you don't know exactly the timing. Um, flip that over and then just finish it in the oven so that the middle uh, comes to the temperature that you want. Um, a meat thermometer is incredibly helpful for that kind of thing. Um, I also like throwing in, uh, in that process, if you put in the butter, you put some crushed garlic and some um, either thyme or uh, rosemary, that'll flavor that butter, give the whole thing a really good thing. Oh. Remember the donut, the donut problem earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, I won't miss up the opportunity to talk about this in the show, which is no, I, I understand admit, completely inappropriate. I fa- contacted ifanboy.com is where you can write in if you're like Juan or Jason and you want to get your question on the show. Good questions this week. Yes. Even though now I'm literally salivating, Juan. Get your steak on. Let's um, talk about shows. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I, by the time you listen to this, you uh, will have noticed, hopefully, that in your feed is a new Toxplode episode. I spoke with Terry Moore, the creator of Strangers in Paradise, Motor Girl, Echo, and Rachel Rising. Um, we talked about his whole career um, from, uh, you know, when he was a musician as a kid and then uh, was a video editor for a while and then decided, you know what, I think I want to make comic books for a living. And he had to figure out a way to do that. Um, and, and we talked about how that worked, you know, in a, basically it was a, a different era. And then, you know, how that has changed and how that changes his approach. You know, he's been here through a lot of, of these sort of changes and he's always been doing more or less stuff on his own uh, through his own studio or self-publishing. Um, and he did some work you know, for Marvel and DC as well. Just a really interesting career. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorite people in comics and uh, I really enjoyed that conversation. So I, you should go out and, and listen to that. Uh, even if, even if you're not super familiar with the, with the books, uh, listen to it and then tell me you don't want to go read them. And coming up soon, I guess next week is Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's coming out on July 5th, 6th. And it will be a show that weekend. When? Don't know yet. Who's on it? Not sure yet, but someone will. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Booyah. I'm looking forward to it. I am too, if I can get to see it. Head over to ifanboy.com to find all of our podcasts and stuff there. Uh, I was just looking back to figure out what number Toxplode that was going to be, and I was like, that's 79. We've done 80 of these. Rick Remender is on 50 of them. No, he's on (laughs) 6, I counted. He's on 7.6% of our podcast. That's funny. Uh, find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out by liking us on Facebook or following at iFanboy on Twitter. And you can follow us individually at Jay Flanagan on Twitter and Instagram and at CS Kilpatrick on Instagram. And if you like the show, write a review on iTunes or leave a star rating. It's real quick. You just click on one star rating and we're, you're all set to go. Go on with your lives. Get on with your day. Go find a steak or a donut shop. There should be a steak and donut shop. I feel like it's crazy that there isn't. Mm, I'm thinking about steaks and donuts, like that's, a little a little palate cleansing donut after your steak. That's a that's a that's a cholesterol disaster. <laughs> Actually, a lot of donuts don't have cholesterol. Found that out. Sugar, it's a sugar problem. Yeah, and let's not get into it. Why dis- depress everyone on the weekend? Introduce your mom to the podcast. Does your mom have? Sta- uh, prefer- prefer- I don't know. I, I, as you could tell, this week I'm still not. You're doing a lot back. better than last week. I'm doing better, but I'm still verbally spinning out way more than I'm comfortable with. Eh, whatever. Your mom's cool. Help us spread the iFanboy love. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. <laughs> Sorry, I was in a steak haze. That's okay. Nothing better than this post-steak haze. I really was thinking about the crust of steak. I wasn't going to have another steak, but now I don't know what to do. It's carb-free. <laughs> <laughs>